Well, welcome back to the podcast of life. This is Jim. And this is Mike. Helping you to build a solid foundation for all of life situations. So what are we talking about today? Well, let's talk about, let's see, there's that thing that everybody's doing nowadays, especially in the summertime and then usually in the wintertime and New Year's and birthdays. And they always say, hey, I want to drop a couple pounds. So we're oh, going to talk yeah. about tips for, for, for weight loss in your, your diets or your journey of just trying to shed some extra pounds. Oh, yeah. I think we've all been on that journey a few times, haven't we? Right. Well, what's that saying about uh, Thanksgiving? You know, or just like the, the uh, when the time changes, there was a saying you said. Yeah, you got to turn your scale back 10 pounds. See, I like that. I like that. Everybody should do that every Thanksgiving. <laughs> Remember, to set your scales back. <laughs> well, it's a. I think it's something we all look forward to. We know the holidays tend to be a time where we might overindulge a little bit. But uh, today's show is really focused on practical things that you can apply every day to save a few calories here and there and in the long run it'll pay off i think we might break our conversation into a few sections you know with our brainstorming i think we're going to talk about calories we're going to talk about water we're going to talk about eating and snacking oh let's throw some emotions in there too how about that Definitely. Actually, that's a really good point. <laughs> well, since I brought it up, let's uh, let's get ready for the segment then. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. So, Mike, you uh, you left a little teaser there as we introduced the segment. So let's let's talk about how emotions have a play in in what we eat. There's this term that's called uh, comfort food. That I'm pretty sure it's very popular um, amongst uh, people, and, and especially in the South, we we know how to make a lot of good comfort food, and that's a lot of things that usually are very high in calories. When we're eating, sometimes you got to ask yourself, well, what's eating you? Are you stressed when you're eating? Are you upset about something? Some people tend to go to food just like they to go to alcohol or cigarettes. It's a calming thing. It does. It scientifically typically has been proven to show. You know, you have endorphins that are released whenever you have sweets or, or things that are, are high in carbohydrates because, the, you know, you just get a relaxing feeling. And sometimes people will stress eat or mm -hmm. they'll eat because they're really worried about something. Or even it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It could be a, celebra a celebratorial thing. So like, say, for example, a birthday or, or a wedding or an anniversary. We're, we're just coming out of July, 4th of July. You got barbecues. Everybody's got a great potato salad and everybody's got some kind of of dish that they've brought and you want to try it all well these things sometimes what's eating you could be the reason why you know you're you're maybe gain weight during these holiday seasons or you know eating the time that you eat too if you're really tired you're trying to keep yourself awake so you figure you go for a sugary snack or something that's high high in sugar to to keep you you know pushing through your day mm -hmm. your 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 coffee could do it you know as far as you know what you put into your coffee you know you would start adding all these these caramels and these these whipped creams and all these different types of things well at well, some point it stops becoming coffee and it becomes like an ice cream <laughs> well yeah i mean coffee uh, <laughs> coffee is one of the main things they tell you to drink if you're dieting because it has zero calories and isn't it ironic that we dress it up and we we turn it from a ordinary coffee to a macchiato and then it becomes a 400 calorie shake you know so, uh, you could have had that hamburger 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. It's a right. really good point. So it's just stepping back, thinking about you know when you when you're when you're eating, maybe just ask yourself: Are you really hungry, or are you are you bored? Right. Am I just eating for entertainment? And uh, I think oftentimes people find themselves at that point in a meal where they're just eating for entertainment. They've gone beyond sustenance. Their mm-hmm. body has what it needs in order to have energy, but they've chosen to go that extra step. Uh, like when you order dessert at a restaurant, oftentimes it's not because we're hungry, but it's part of the ritual, right? Right. And you've probably seen, you know, uh, you and I haven't talked about this, but there are many studies out there that have suggested that sugar is just as addictive as cocaine. People enjoy that dopamine release that sugar brings, so they start to crave sugar. And when they don't have it, they become irritable, and then they become emotionally unstable. So... To your point earlier about emotions, I've definitely seen people that don't, when their sugar levels aren't what they should be, they can be hangry, if you might uh, you might say. I was just going to say that, yes, they, they've, they've actually have a word for that now, it's called hangry, yes. They, they become irritable. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you definitely see it, and you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and people, I think people eat when they're happy, and people eat when they're sad. You know, we eat when we celebrate, whenever we visit our coworkers in other offices, sometimes I'm on the road and we always plan some big night out where we have a big meal. We never plan a night out where we go exercise or rent bicycles or go hiking. So, right. so it's just not, <laughs> it's just not part of the culture. Right. I mean, it, it is something that we've, we've, we as a society have grown into. Now you add that with the fact that we're not really going out and hunting and killing and bringing stuff back and cooking it and preparing it and having to, you know, run away from animals and things like that. You know, what we're doing is we're sitting in cubes and I'll be the first to say it. You know, sometimes I'll leave my desk, come back and there's a piece of cake there. I have no yeah. idea who's it from. You know, it's like, but hey, I, you know, it's it's somebody's birthday on this floor is the second floor. And it's really yeah. easy to say, well, somebody gave it to me. I have to eat it. You know, it's like, well, you, you could probably take it home and eat it later or just save it for tomorrow. You don't have to necessarily have it now. But we just get into the point where, like you said, you know, where it's it's food has become one of the things it, it, it's a tool. I mean, it is something that people in advertising, I mean, look at how many advertisements you see in a given day. Watch your favorite television show and just count how many times you're told that you need to eat this pizza, you need to have this soda, you need to have this, and this is and this. Not only is that, are you need this food? It's going to make you, you know, run faster, or, or you know, you'll be popular and whatnot, and everything. But that's a whole media thing. But we're just constantly bombarded with food advertisements, just like anything else. And and that's something too that you know you got to take in consideration. Are you being being in influenced by things that are just constantly telling you you're hungry when you're really not exactly so really the i think the real lesson here in this first segment is to keep in mind what your emotional state is when you're eating and slow down every now and then and ask yourself am i eating because i'm hungry or i'm eating because uh, my emotions are telling me i should eat or i'm bored or or something like that and too, also think about you know, we, we said when we're eating for celebrations and things like that, well, think of other things you can do to celebrate. Or maybe, you know, like you said, you, all ha- you always plan on a big dinner. Well, maybe have a lighter dinner and say, hey, let's all go bowling or let's go, all, you know, do something active. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and find another way to celebrate aside from always focusing on food being the main thing. Because, of course, everybody wants a birthday cake and everybody wants, I'm not saying don't do that. But sometimes we're, we're too quick to say, okay, we want to celebrate. Let's just eat. 
you know yeah <laughs> they go it to shit. yeah so it's it's all mental i mean it is something that you know like you said the emotions play into to um a lot of things in our life and, and then and our diets is, is no different definitely all right so calories mike we we've talked a little bit about this before i guess what's your take on calories and what people need to focus on i think that calories is one of those things that people don't like to do and they know pretty much how many calories are in this and that and the other. And the government, I know, has recently updated their their calorie information on a lot of products that you buy. And even a lot of the chain restaurants like McDonald's and all these other fast food places, they'll put it right on the menu. And they'll tell you how many calories that item that you're you're purchasing is and i don't think it's necessarily a deterrent because people still are still buying mcdonald's they're still buying you know these fast foods but it does at least give you the knowledge of saying okay you know what this is how much calories i'm going to eat for you know whatever it is that you decide to get and then at least later on you can say you know what i had this earlier i could have some you know maybe i should eat a lighter lunch or say for example you had a heavy dinner i might not go as heavy on breakfast the next day you know yeah I'm, i mean when i was younger and when i well when I first went to college I put on I was an overachiever most people put on the freshman 15 and I, I put on the freshman 30 my first task when in college was gee you know I'm not as active I'm studying more but I'm still eating the same amount of food so the first thing I had to do over the summer is uh, I quickly switched up my diet now luckily I worked I did physical labor for a job so I got to burn a lot of calories too but the main thing that I, I first substituted I gave up soda and I only drink drank carbonated water, which was flavored, but it had zero calories and zero chemicals in it. And so, you know, instead of having three or four sodas a day, I was having two or three of these carbonated waters. So I replaced about 400 calories a day with nothing. Uh, so it was great. I, I was already working in a little bit of a deficit there. Caffeine actually is known to make you actually dehydrated. Uh-huh. It's, it is something that, yes, it is beneficial, but if you're drinking a lot of sodas, you're not may not necessarily be uh, it's not it's not so much a caffeine you may just actually be dehydrated and and that's mm -hmm. something that also when we're talking calories is you may not actually be hungry you may actually be thirsty you may be your body was saying you know hey i need something to drink and if it if it can get whatever liquid it can from food it'll do that too mm -hmm. so yeah and i i've got, <laughs> I've got a um I have actually found, so I've got one of these crazy scales. It, was, it wasn't that much money, but it talks to my phone and it tells me what my body mass is. It tells me my fat percentage, my water weight. And when I've been in my best shape, I've actually had the most water in my body. When you don't drink enough water, your body goes into a bit of a panic and it starts to retain things that it wouldn't normally retain. So yeah, drinking water, absolutely key. And to your point about caffeine... Caffeine is a drug. It's also a diuretic, so it's a double whammy. You get thirsty if you have too much caffeine and not enough water because you might get dehydrated. But you also you get a little bit of a chemical change in your body when you take in caffeine. So, again, it's not terrible. I drink caffeine every day. I love my cup of coffee in the morning. But I don't drink six cups of coffee during the day like I used to. So it's, uh, it's about moderation. 
Right. And and that's that's the key to I think a lot of this is always in moderation. I mean, you can exercise yourself and, and get sick to death if you if you overdo that. You can over you can kill yourself drinking water. I mean, if you just drink water all day, I mean, it can't happen, unfortunately, that people go to extremes sometimes. And so with a lot of these, these are all ideas and tips that, of course, you want to, you know, want to take a step back and just say, hey, you know what? Am I drinking enough water? Now, there is a test that's very simple that everybody can tell. And it's called the uh, what I used to call it was when we were little growing up, it was my parents would say, uh, does it look like lemonade? And I'll just say that number one, whenever you went number one, did it look like lemonade? So if it did, that means you weren't drinking enough water. It, it, you mm-hmm. need to have a clear stream. I'm trying to mm-hmm. put it most eloquently, but you can tell real easy if you're drinking enough water. If, if it's if it's any color than clear, you need more water in your diet, especially if you're somebody in the southern states where it gets hot and you can get dehydrated really quick. Yep, and I've worked out in the field and uh... – when you get into one of those porta potty trailers in the field, sometimes they even have a picture on the wall that that tells you what color is good and what colors are bad. It's a, it is a great way to keep an eye on whether or not you're staying hydrated. So water definitely a good thing. Drink lots of it, and you'll be better off because of it. All right. So we started talking about calories. We we talked a little bit more about water, which obviously doesn't have any calories, but um, you know, every every successful way to manage weight has to do with managing calories. And I know you've got some interesting points on this. I want to I want to hear what you have to say first, Mike, and then I'll I'll jump in with a couple of ideas that uh, that I've had as well. Okay, well, going back to not not to bring up water again, but that's one of the main things they say is don't drink your calories. Try to, you know, infuse, like even if you're doing water and you say, oh, I can't stand water. You know, simple things like a lemon or a lime added to your water, you can infuse it with strawberries and it makes a great spa water. It has a good taste to it and you're not getting like calories. Okay. You know, you'll see that on the calorie count on a lot of the diet foods, like say low fat, low fat, this and that, their calorie count is actually a lot higher in these quote unquote diet foods than if you ate the real thing. And it's reading the labels, knowing what you're eating and, and asking yourself, is this natural? Is it something that came from, you know, the earth? Can Could you identify it in nature? So those are, those are some of the things that, you know, just when you're trying to look at calories in a whole, ask yourself, is there a better choice to what I'm eating here or what could I do to that would be a, a better option than than this. And can I get more bang for your buck? Think of it like saving money. Mm-hmm. I've only got so many calories for to quote unquote spend for the day. Do I want to waste them all on three or four Oreo cookies or you know one you know milkshake? And then that's supposed to fuel me for the whole day. Or should I have say for example uh, a, a nice medium salad for for lunch? Maybe a turkey and ham sandwich for dinner, or and maybe a couple of eggs and bacon for breakfast. You know that right there would be well under 1200 calories depending on how much bread and dressings dressings alone you got to watch those dressings they'll there's a lot of calories in those dressings when you start looking at just the you know maybe the um the mustards things like that they don't have a lot of calories vinaigrettes are really good so it's just kind of looking you know try to explore try to try to find out you know what are the things that that you could use and switch this for that there was a um, an article in men's health that they used to always have it was called this for that and they would show you something really bad and then you would they would give you alternatives to to that and usually you would cut the calories almost in half okay 
Oh, that's pretty cool. I'd have to, I'll have to check that out. I know um, from a calorie counting perspective, I'll tell you one thing that's worked for me is, uh, is there's an app that's called MyFitnessPal. I don't know if you've seen this, but it actually has the, the food value of most major foods, including, you know, even if it's, even if it's a, you know, three ounce piece of tuna or a six ounce steak, or, or if it's a container of Oikos Greek yogurt, it's in there. All you got to do is type it in. It even has the food, the food items that you'll find on the menus of most major restaurants. So if you really want to get at this and try and keep an eye on your calories. Now, the benefit of this, this app, it's twofold. Number one, you can count the calories that you take in. Number two, it subtracts the calories that you spend. And by spending calories, I mean exercising. So we can talk a little bit more about um, exercising as well, maybe specifically in the next segment. But I want to get back to something else you said about making different choices. You know, I there's nothing like a great salty snack, but what's better for you, a, a bag of chips or some carrots and celery that you sprinkled some salt on? So making better better snack choices and this isn't the kind of thing that happens overnight it it takes weeks for you to train yourself to get away from the fatty salty quick to eat multiple ingredient items to moving into a diet or a routine where you're eating things that are just one ingredient which are definitely going to be more healthier for you in the long run you know jim you know, Jim. Earlier, I was talking about how we we we're not in the going out and hunting, and killing our anim our 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 food and, and scavenging and hunting like we used to, long 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 time ago. Everything's, uh, you know, you can just pick up your phone, you can get on your computer. Food, gro- even groceries can be even delivered to you now. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. Heaven forbid you got to walk up and down the aisle and pick out your own fruit and, you know, pick out your whatever it is you want to eat. It's all can be done with a click. You can even order food in advance. That's how, in a way, technology is, is really awesome, you know, in ways where you can use things like Fitness Pal and, and, and track your, your calories and it makes things easier that way. But then some things, like say, for example, getting your food delivered, being able to order whatever you want from wherever you want, whatever restaurant you want at any time of the day, that could be a bad thing. And we don't move in, in, in general society, especially if you're a white collar worker, if you work in an office environment, you're pretty much sitting on in front of a screen for eight hours, sometimes more than that. And then you come home, you want to relax, you want some TV, you're mentally fatigued, you're mentally tired. So you're not going to want to go work out. You're not, you're not really thinking about going and, and, you know, taking a walk or whatever. And so you sit down, you watch TV. And then there's this really awful thing that we do now It's called binge watching. Well, you'll sit there for six hours while trying to watch a whole series of TV shows where I'll, I'll say it again, you know, back in the day, you would watch a TV series, you watch one episode, and you would have to stay tuned next week to see the next episode. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. We no. get every we want we want everything now uh-huh. instantly, and sometimes even before we even know we want it. You know, there's suggestions on food, there's suggestions on on how you should live your life and how you have no time. Well, in in the matters of your health, you are worth your time to carve out time to take a walk 
with your spouse, with your friends, with your wife, with your children. Take the time to work up a sweat. We don't even have to regulate our bodies anymore because we're in an office environment where the temperature is always a cool 70-something you know, degrees. You know, it's always... Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't even have to thermally regulate. Our bodies don't even have to sweat anymore, you know. And it's because of the, the lack of these type of things that we're not doing anymore that we have to resort to getting up early and going to work out, which, of course, a lot of people don't want to do. Who wants to wake up earlier, get all sweaty, and then go go to work right after work? Some people do that, but it's because of the fact they realize the benefits and they feel good and it becomes part of their routine. So... Sometimes we need to think about our routines. Is what we're doing causing our health, you know, especially our weight to fluctuate because of what we're doing or lack thereof? What are we not doing? Are we taking the farther parking space rather than parking right in front of the door when we go shopping? Are we maybe taking the 15 minute break to actually go walk away from your cubicle, you know, and and just, just go outside and see the sun, just make one little walk around the block and then come back to your desk and do whatever else you want to do on your break. You know, what are we doing or not doing that we can change in our routine that will make us expend more calories? And in the long run, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel more energized and you're actually going to probably uh, help yourself out, you know, burning stuff off. Yeah. When I, when I get up in the morning, I try and go for a walk and I typically find a podcast and sometimes I find a podcast that's, uh, of historical significance. Sometimes it's a news podcast. Sometimes it's comedy. Uh, but I, I make time to do two things at once, which I know isn't easy for most people. But when you're walking, you can easily listen to a podcast. Now, when I ride my bike, I don't wear headphones at all because I want to hear everything that's going on around me. I just think it's a little safer. But the fact is, if you, let's say you go for a walk every day, you're going to start building muscle and 10 pounds of muscle is going to burn 50 calories a day, just doing nothing. So imagine if you had that 10 pounds of muscle doing something physical and the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, the more you can eat those things that you like to eat that you know aren't that good for you because your muscle's going to burn it up. But like you said, binge watching, sitting on the couch doesn't burn any calories doesn't really do your body any good and it certainly doesn't improve your health right and you know and it's easy to get lost in just things like you know being on the internet you know facebook checking people's status you see a youtube video and and if you have that thing set on autoplay it'll just it'll find stuff for you to watch you know yeah you can watch cat videos and they'll crack you up and laugh but next thing you know when you started watching, it was 12 o'clock. Next thing you do, you look outside, it's dark outside. You know, I mean, right. it, it can be a time suck. And, and then we have this fear that we're always, we have, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. Well, sometimes we do have time. It's just, we're just not really managing it well. And, and mm-hmm. much like calories, if you're not, if you're not focused on it, you're not going to win on anything you're not focused on. And that's something that, you know, it could be in regards to finances, your relationships. You will win at whatever you're focused on. If you if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you focus on, you know, watching your calories, I mean, that Fitness Pal app's really good. But if I don't use it every day, which I'm a victim of me doing, I'll go through, you know, seasons where I'll use it for a couple of weeks and I'll stop and I'll, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then next thing you know, it's been a couple of days since I've done it. So 
it's the consistency that's going to help you in whatever it is that you're trying to do. I mean, whether it's it's a, so, uh, a long-term goal or a short-term goal, you just got to remind yourself, this is what I'm focusing on. I'm doing this because this is the reason why. And that reason has got to be, you know, something pretty important to you. I want to live longer. I want to I want to stay healthy. I want to travel when I retire. I don't want to be tired and worn down, not be able to play with your grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. Th- things like that can get you up and moving, you know, and, and will inspire you to do certain things. And not only that, um, just the fact that everybody benefits from it. The people you're around will benefit from because you'll be in a better mood. You won't be tired. You won't be sluggish. You'll actually probably try new things because you won't feel self-conscious about maybe you're a little bit heavier than you should be, or maybe you just feel like you can't do certain things. You're, you're, ability to do things and try new things is going to, you're going to have more confidence in yourself and feeling better and being healthy. I mean, that right there is, is what a, a foundation of, of a good life would be. You know, these are the things that we want to touch on as far as, you know, getting the most out of this life, you know? I agree. And I think one of the challenges that I've seen when we look at the, um, we look at what we eat, and at one point in some of our lives, we may have been a lot more active and we had a much bigger appetite. And now we're not as active, but we're still eating meals based on a schedule that we started 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we probably don't need a full meal and we might, it, our body might only need a snack, but we're so used to having that full meal that we'd kind of get sucked into our routine, if you will, Right. I'm I'm actually at fault for this too and what I've what I've started doing that's been pretty helpful instead of making a whole sandwich at lunch I make a half a sandwich at lunch and I eat that and I feel just as full there's actually a study where they had these these individuals they invited them to a potluck the first set of people were were given a plate full size plate you know what what traditionally is an American, you know, normal American size plate. And they let them, you know, just get whatever you want. It was buffet style and they, they fill those plates up. The other group in a different room, they gave them a medium size plate, a smaller plate, not, not as big as, you know, the traditional size, more like a, like almost a little bit bigger than a salad plate. The people that had the smaller plates, of course, ate less. They did notice that a lot of times when you, you, you have a big plate, you feel like you need to fill it up. And it was just all mental mm-hmm. because of the, because of the plate. And plus, when you had a smaller plate, you were more decisive as to what it was that you wanted to to eat. You you had more. You had to decide. Okay, I only got so much room on this plate. What do I really want? And the people right. and they did a survey and asked them. Said, Well, why did you, you know, did you go back twice? And if so, what was it you went back for? And why did you go back? Was it because a lot of them said because well, I didn't have room on my plate, or I wasn't sure if I really wanted it. And some didn't even go back because they had one plate and that was their quote unquote rule that they're not going to go back. But because it was a smaller plate, they actually ate less calories just because hmm. of the fact the size of the plate. Interesting. Well, it's it's just little tricks like this that help people make different decisions. And I think so far we've uh, we've passed on some pretty good information here. And um, I think we'll be wrapping it up. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so let's talk about smart snacks. You you mentioned earlier something that kind of stuck with me, Mike, that this for that. So 
What do you have in mind when it comes to having this for that when it comes to snacks? Well, everybody loves potato chips. Everybody, and there's always a time and place for potato chips. But, the, you know, like they say, you can't eat just one sometimes. And sometimes it's that saltiness that you want. And so an idea for that is maybe just popcorn, you know, air popped. Or if you do, just a little bit of butter, actual butter. You know, don't drown it. Mixed nuts is also a good alternative. When you want that salty, if you want something salty, those are good, good ideas. Guacamole is something that's really good. You can put that on just about anything, but guacamole makes a good dip if you really have to have a dip of some sort. Corn chips, preferably, you know, something that's light, not really real thick and heavy. Just watch them because they will get addicting, And but guacamole is always a good thing. Then there's the classic, um, peanut butter with apples or peanut butter with celery you know people just love those they taste good they're high in fiber you know they say the, the apples are good for you to reduce heart disease the good cholesterol things like that uh, cottage cheese is always a good a good go-to one but almonds but almonds are like just awesome uh, you can never have enough almonds uh, even just a piece of fruit you know I mean you'd be surprised at how many different types of fruits out there try something new I mean because a lot of times we'll stick with the same things bananas oranges pears you know and there's a lot of things that come in a season now and due to the fact that we're such a smaller world and where we can import export everything there's a lot of different types of fruits and vegetables um that you may not eat a lot of like me for example i really didn't eat a lot of mangoes as a kid but they were just recently on sale and i tried mangoes and i really enjoyed it i had to figure out how to how to go on youtube to figure out how to how to eat these things how to cut them because i didn't know about the pits <laughs> in the middle but so i just bit into one I'm like okay what is this thing you know it's got a really interesting innard but hey it's something new something that has lots of vitamins and you know lots of nutrients vitamin c so there's a lot of things out there that you could try. I mean, but those are some of my ideas. What about you? Um, my biggest things, so salty and crunchy are my favorites. I do love potato chips. I'm like a slow train that leaves the station. You know, I start slow, but then once I get going, I can't slow down. <laughs> so I I do get a, I have to stay away from the potato chips. But carrots and celery, cheap and easy. You'll always find them in the grocery store. My new favorite substitute I really enjoy sour cream, but I've learned that it doesn't really contain a lot of food value. And Greek yogurt is a very good substitute. Just the plain 2% Greek yogurt, and it actually has a lot of protein in it. So I've, I've switched over to that pretty quickly. And then in the evenings, I love to snack. And to prevent my snacking and sweet tooth, I usually have a cup of decaf tea around eight or nine o'clock at night and it's usually a flavored tea some kind of a berry so it feels like i'm getting something sweet but i'm really not and i actually i ran into a guy i was selling stuff on let go and this gentleman came to my garage and we got to talking and he told me that he recently lost 70 pounds and i said man i said that's amazing i said what was your secret and he said well i didn't eat any carbohydrates and i said wow i said that must have been torture and then he corrected himself he said no no wait i ate carbohydrates i didn't eat any bread he said my only carbohydrates came from fruit mm. and i thought you know that makes a lot of sense and um i haven't tried that but maybe maybe that'll be the next thing that i tried to try and uh 
squeeze back into some of my dress clothes that used to fit me a couple years ago. <laughs> you know, I, I realized this podcast is uh, probably going a little bit longer than we normally do, but I got to touch on that comment about the bread. Mm-hmm. You know, the bread that we eat nowadays, usually the stuff that's you know fairly economical, isn't like the kind of bread that we used to eat. I say we as a, as a society back in the day when it was real wheat bread, real, it's not dyed the color. There was actually wheat germ right. in there. You know, that's the things when I was talking about earlier about is about getting back to the real foods, get real bread, you know, bread that's made, that's not made by refined flour. Because what happens is, you know, and I, I'm trying to keep it short, but in the long run, basically bread is now designed to have a long shelf life, be cheap and, and quick. And they use everything, you know, and, and it's a matter of, you know, keeping the cost down and being able to make a profit, you know, just like anything else. But the thing is, we've sacrificed our health because it's no longer that healthy, good grain bread that we're used to. Wheat bread, sometimes they're even just dyed the color brown just so that wow. way it looks like that, you know. So look at your ingredients. If it starts off with the actual something that you can name and you can, I mean, if it looks like some kind of 18 uh, letter word that you don't even know how to pronounce, you have to look it up in a dictionary. That's probably not uh, back to nature is what you would think. So <laughs> you're talking about bread. Yeah. So bread is, bread can be really good, but the real good bread, you know, the, the stuff that actually has grains in it, you know, that's, that's a real good point though, as far as, uh, you know, the, the carbohydrates alone. Bread's not evil. It's just that, that just like everything else, there's, there's good and bad versions of everything. So take that with a literally grain of salt and, and, and make your choices and, and just take your time to focus on it. Write down what you're, what you're eating. Great tips. Great tips. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode. This is Jim with the Podcast of Life from our Podcast of Life studios. And this is Mike. We'd like to thank you for listening to us again. And be sure to check out the other podcasts that we have. If you have any suggestions or ideas, we'd love to hear them. You can always reach us at podcastlife.com. We're Podcast of Life. We're building a solid foundation for all life situations. This is Mike. And we thank you again for listening. And this is Jim. Have a great week.